Chapter Four of *The Dogs of Boytown* by Walter A. Dyer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four in Rome. Furnishing and decorating the new home of Romulus and Remus proved to be a most enjoyable task. They took a good-sized box over to the planing mill and got it filled with sawdust and dragged it home on Ernest's sled they swept out the old stall carefully and sprinkled the floor liberally with sawdust holding the rest in reserve so that there might always be a clean fresh supply housekeeping was thus made easy by simply hoeing out the old sawdust for a bed they set a soap-box on its side put in a thick layer of straw and tacked a piece of old carpet loosely over it so that it would be soft and yet the puppies could not scratch it out they bought two enameled tin dishes one for food and one for water for they discovered that the puppies did not understand the system of each having his own they nailed bits of wood to the floor to hold the dishes so that they would not be pushed about and overturned the puppies enjoyed all this activity immensely making laughable efforts to help and only wailed and wept when their young masters left the room when it was done, the boys surveyed their handiwork with immense satisfaction, but Jack would not be satisfied until they had tacked to the wall several pictures of dogs clipped from papers and magazines, for Jack insisted that the place must be made homelike. They had read somewhere about the original Romulus and Remus of history, and so they named the apartment Rome. They thought Sam Bumpus would approve of this since it began with the letter R then they nailed an old horseshoe to the door for luck called it a day and knocked off the next thing to consider was the education of the puppies and here the boys felt somewhat at a loss romulus and ramus didn't seem to understand a word of english and the boys couldn't speak latin all attempts to secure the prompt obedience that sam had advised ended in utter failure romulus and ramus were very willful and headstrong puppies Further advice from Sam seemed desirable. Furthermore, about the end of the second week, both puppies appeared to be ailing. In spite of plenty of milk, they had grown thin, and Romulus appeared to have trouble with the action of his hind legs. Remus seemed to be chiefly afflicted with itching, and had worn a bare spot under each foreleg. Ernest and Jack became alarmed, and their father could not seem to tell what the trouble was. Various things prevented the boys from making the trip to Sam's shack, and besides they wanted him to take a look at the dogs. They had noticed his free delivery mailbox, and so Ernest sent him this brief summons on a postcard. Dear Sam, Romulus and Remus are sick, and we don't know what to do. Could you come down some day after school and see them? Also, we want to ask you some things about disciplining them. Yours truly, Ernest and Jack Whipple. Sam did not fail them. A couple of days later he appeared at the Whipple gate and gave the low whistle that he used with Nan. The boys, humoring his desire not to go into the house, led him at once to Rome. "'Well now,' said Sam, inspecting the puppy's home with evidences of approval, "'this is quite a palace for the young princes. Some day, I suppose, they'll have hot and cold water, electric lights, and a doorbell.' Then he proceeded to examine the puppies while the boys looked on anxiously. Hmm, said he at length, just as I expected, nothing but worms. Worms? echoed the boys in chorus. Sure, replied Sam, most all puppies get em sooner or later, and sometimes they do a lot of harm if you don't get rid of em. But we'll get rid of em all right. 
get a pencil and paper and write down what i tell you to get at the drug store and the directions when they reappeared with the necessary articles sam continued there's several things that'll take care of worms but the best and surest is santonin and calomel write that down ernest wrote as sam spelled the words it seemed to be much more of an accomplishment to be able to pronounce and spell such words than fulfillment or handicraft tell the druggist said sam to make you up half a dozen pills with half a grain of calomel and half a grain of santonin in each one for big dogs we make em one grain each tomorrow morning give the pups a little milk and then don't feed em again till after they've been dosed about noon give em each a pill and then a couple of hours later give em each a teaspoonful of castor oil a couple of hours after that feed em again and i'll guarantee they'll be all right though you may have to do it all over again in a couple of months big dogs have to fast longer and have to have a tablespoon of castor oil how do you give them the medicine inquired ernest looking at the squirming puppies doubtfully easy enough when you know how said sam i'll show you pick him up like this and take hold of his nose pushing his lips between his teeth with your thumb and finger he can't bite and he has to open his mouth of course with a bigger dog it's harder if he don't want to stand still then take a pill in your other hand and put it down his throat as far as you can reach then shut his mouth and hold his head up till he has to swallow he'll never know what went down it's the same way with the castor oil only you'll have to get jack to hold the spoon and put it in when you give the word put it way down in jack and don't get excited and spill it get a spoon and i'll show you how easy it is jack ran for a spoon and sam illustrated with a spoonful of water then the boys tried it until they felt themselves sufficiently expert there's a way of pouring medicine into the side of a dog's mouth outside his teeth said sam but he's apt to spill some of it before he gets through besides he gets the taste of it that way and may run from the side of a spoon or a bottle ever after i like my way better he looked at his watch and announced that he must be going i'll look in on you again one of these days he said but i know they'll be all right if you do like i said and you like rome don't you asked jack rome repeated sam well we named it that because romulus and remus were romans explained ernest yes it's a mighty good place for them said sam then he considered a moment do you expect me to get down and roll in the sawdust and try to bite things the boys laughed at the idea though they didn't exactly know what he meant why asked ernest because i've always been told that when you're in rome you must do as the romans do said sam and went away laughing silently the boys followed sam's instructions to the letter and when he came again a week later the puppies were as healthy and lively as crickets now said ernest we want to ask you about training them we forgot about that the other day you don't expect to go gunning with them for a few days do you asked sam no said ernest but we want them to learn to come when we call and do what we say well said sam all it needs is patience keep talking to em and the first thing you know you'll find they understand words then try to make em do what the words mean remember they're only babies yet and be patient with them keep at it till they answer to their names don't be discouraged of course it'll be harder getting them housebroken if you don't let them in the house but i'll guarantee you'll do it it ought to be about time to cut down to four meals a day now and give em shredded wheat or puppy biscuits and now i'm here i might as well give you a little advice about feedin in general you'll remember it all later 
in another month you can cut down to three meals and maybe add a little chopped meat and gravy at night keep that up till they're six or eight months old and then you can begin to feed em like grown dogs in feedin dogs he continued remember they're like humans they ought to have meat and grain and vegetables to get all they want to build them up and keep em healthy some dogs is very finicky and won't eat vegetables but you can learn em to eat right if you begin right a grown dog don't need but one meal a day near night but sometimes a dog gets so hungry that he overeats or bolts his food and then it's a good plan to give him a little breakfast too bones they can have any time bones amuse them and help keep their teeth and digestion in good shape a good rule is to give a dog a little bread and milk for breakfast a bone without too much meat on it about noon and a good dinner at night with all sorts of things in it get shin of beef or some other cheap meat at the butcher's and boil it good save the bone and the soup cut the meat up in small pieces mix it with bread or rice and any vegetables left over from the house onions cabbage carrots or anything but potatoes they ain't very good for dogs mix the food all up together and moisten it with the soup but don't have it too wet stale bread is better for em than fresh bread never give em chicken or rabbit bones that may splinter and injure em inside don't give too much pork or fat of any kind don't give em much candy or sweet stuff some folks bake bread or cakes specially for dogs but if you do that don't use much cornmeal it's too heatin in summer and it's apt to cause skin trouble if anything seems to disagree with em like baked beans or sweet corn or rice cut it out you can tell last of all always keep plenty of clean fresh water where they can get it a thirsty dog is never happy these and other instructions the boys obtained from sam bumpus from time to time and as the days went by they were pleased to see their dogs growing bigger and stronger slowly too they began to learn the meaning of things and to obey their masters voices raising dogs proved to be the most fascinating thing that ernest and jack whipple had ever undertaken by february they were very proud of their charges and anxious to show them off consequently they welcomed a visit one saturday morning from harry barton a chum of theirs harry appeared unannounced and accompanied by his big bow-legged english bulldog mike he went directly to the barn from which issued the voices of the whipple boys and their dogs and entered rome the unexpected appearance of mike startled jack and he picked remus hastily up and held him in protecting arms but harry only laughed what are you afraid of he inquired mike wouldn't hurt a kitten he looks ugly and that's what scares tramps away but he never bit anything you ought to see the baby walk all over him come on in then invited ernest mike went slowly up to romulus and sniffed at him noisily at first the puppy was frightened but finding that he was not attacked he made one or two playful little lunges at the bulldog and then stood off and barked shrilly at him remus joining in the chorus and struggling to be set down they've got spunk all right said ernest proudly mike sniffed at remus also then yawned in a bored sort of way waddled out of rome as though his years and dignity forbade his association with such frivolous company and thumped down on the floor outside all three boys laughed well what do you think of em ernest asked presently some dogs eh oh they'll probably be all right when they grow up said harry unwilling to concede too much they'll have to grow a lot though before they know as much as mike but a bulldog can't hunt like a setter said ernest flying to the defence of his breed 
who wants to hunt demanded harry hunting isn't all a dog's good for is it a bulldog's a better watchdog than a setter ernest not knowing whether this was so or not made no reply but aren't they cunning harry asked jack oh sure they're cunning said harry satisfied that he had scored his point can they shake hands yet not yet said jack mike can shake hands said harry and take the mail from the postman and do lots of things but he can't hunt insisted ernest returning to the attack i'd rather have a bulldog than a setter any day said harry why the bulldog is one of the best kinds of dogs it's an older kind than the setter they used them in england for fighting bulls hundreds of years ago a bulldog is brave and faithful and he sticks to things he isn't a flyaway kind of a dog but they're so homely objected jack glancing out at mike oh cried harry who ever heard of a pretty bulldog we don't want him pretty mike's just like a bulldog ought to be thick-set muscular with wide chest elbows set far apart and undershot jaw see it sounded very much as though he were reading it out of a book and the other boys were much impressed ernest found himself wondering where harry had picked up his dog lore what do you know about setters demanded harry ernest in the face of superior wisdom admitted that he didn't know very much well you ought to said harry what's the use of having dogs if you don't know all about em sam bumpus has told us a good deal about training and hunting said jack yes but what do you know about the breed where it came from and all that do you want to find out sure said ernest well i'll tell you where you can find out said harry i know a man that knows more about dogs than anybody else in the world i guess who is he demanded ernest did you ever hear of the willowdale kennels asked harry ernest was forced to admit that he had not well they're over at thornborough said harry they have twenty-eight dogs there mr hartshorn owns them but the man that takes care of them is tom poultice he's an englishman and he used to have charge of kennels in england once he knows all about collies and greyhounds and well every kind of dogs there are i bet he doesn't know more about setters and pointers than sam bumpus does said ernest loyally bet you a hundred dollars he does said harry bet you a thousand he doesn't the bidding bad fair to be unlimited and though the millions and billions and trillions remain to be called upon harry desisted tell you what i'll do said he i'll take you over there and then you can see for yourselves ernest and jack promptly forgot their controversy with harry and accepted his proposal with animation and can we see all those dogs asked ernest sure said harry how many did you say there were twenty-four besides four puppies whoo jack exclaimed when can we go asked ernest why this afternoon if you want to it's over five miles to thornborough but we can take the two ten train and be there in no time you come along by my house after dinner and whistle said harry bully said ernest and harry turned and walked jauntily out of the stable with old mike lumbering at his heels End of chapter four